Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to my listeners. Thank you for tuning in, listening to me. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here is Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com internet radio. We got a little bit of um of a of a late start, but uh, nevertheless, um, here we are. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm clearing my voice because you know I, you know I've, I've been you know kind of down with this this flu stuff, but 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 that doesn't stop me. So my question is, how in the heck are you all doing? Um, are we um as we are in the new year that that came fast upon us that 2019 is going to do the same as time as is our most precious commodity, you guys, and it is going to fly by. So govern it wisely. Well, with all of the preparations for the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays and New Year's celebrations and in a blink of the eye listeners, it is gone. Wow. Now, let's see. The next celebration in this country is Dr. Martin Luther King and then February Black History Month. And also in the month of February is Valentine's Day. Speaking of Valentine's Day, you know, I think that it is sweet. It is just another recognition that people do for stating how much they love their husbands, wife, partners, children, for example. Now, look, I think that this is something that should be celebrated on a daily basis. You know, how much you love your partner and uh, so forth and so on. Um, but, you know, Valentine's Day, you know, puts that extra spin on acknowledging how much you care and love, you know, others. And I think it's good. And you know that a lot of people are influenced by this day. You know, a lot of people don't recognize it, but a lot of people are influenced by this day to do things like get engaged. They get married. You know, they repeat their vows and et cetera, et cetera. And I think, as I said before, it is sweet and a nice day. And I do partake in it every year. And I'm sure a lot of you do as well. You know, I miss talking with you guys. I did a rerun um, on the 28th of December, and uh, thank you very much for tuning in. I got a lot of um, listeners on that one, too. And uh, But here we are again, starting off the new year, and uh, this is going to be a good discussion. All right, so now let's get the weather here in the valley out the way. And uh, the valley is going to be cool and sunny, well, to at least uh, a lot of us anyway, and the high will be 66 today, and the low will be a chilly burr 43. Now, look, have any of you out there been bothered with this flu virus? I kind of touched on it earlier. That seems to want to hang on for dear life, no matter what you do to get rid of this nasty bug. Oh, my gosh. I am finally at the lower stages of this thing, my husband and I, and also uh, my son. But the remnants of it are, as I just said, trying to hang on for dear life. Here is the kicker, listeners. A lot of people are affected by it differently, of course, and some people in a household of, say, let's, you know, like six people, one will have it and the remaining five or whatever, you know, aren't affected by it at all. So what's up with that? I'm like, okay, really? All right. I want to give a shout out to the people in California who are dealing with the fires, you know, and now the flooding 
And it was reported that Oprah Winfrey and Ella DeGeneres had to leave their homes as it was affected now by the mudslides. So I just want to say uh, to any of you who are listening to me that my heart and prayers go out to, to all of you, as I cannot even imagine the horror and sadness that they are feeling now, you know, and I understand that some people are, are missing and some have lost their lives and well, God bless you and comfort you. Okay. My guest today is Paris Martin Daniel. He is a retired Air Force Master Sergeant who is now seeking a career in law enforcement. He's completing his master's degree in this field, and he is an an exceptional commentator. I had him on my old show before we were talking about sports, but he's excellent in commentating in varying subjects. Um, He is he's very smart and intelligent. Otherwise, he wouldn't be hanging on my show. And um, he is my oldest son. Okay, and I will be bringing him on shortly to discuss our topic today that is titled change is inevitable or is it? As usual, my discussions are lively and, edu- and educational and informative, so stay tuned. Okay, now let's talk about a few things, and then I'm going to get my guest on quickly here. Um, here's something for discussion at the dinner table tonight with your family, if you know, if you like. ABCnews.gov.com reported on January 9, 2018, in part the following. French actress Catherine Deneuve is one of the 100 women who signed an open letter slamming the hashtag MeToo movement, claiming it's a witch hunt that unfairly prosecutes men. The later which the letter which was published by France Lamad newspaper said that men should be free to hit on women and condemns puritanism that has resulted from last year's sexual harassment scandals. Okay. Uh, the article goes on to say men have been punished sim- sim- similarly, forced out of their jobs when they, uh, di- when all they did, listeners, was touch someone's knee or try to steal a kiss. Now, I, it was more than that, read the letter, which was signed by women from many different fields. Now, what began as freeing women up to speak has today turned into the opposite. We intimidate people into speaking correctly, shout down those who don't fall into line, and those women who refuse to bend to the new realities are regarded as complicit and traitors. As Representative for Denou did not respond to a request for comment. The letter stands as a stark departure from the reaction of many in Hollywood and where hundreds of actresses recently bonded together to form a new initiative called Time's Up, which aims to fight discrimination in all industries. On Sunday night, nearly every actress who attended the Golden Globes wore black in solidarity with victims of harassment and in support of the hashtag MeToo and Time's Up movements. Still, this is not the first time the actress has spoken out against the movement, which was sparked last year after dozens of women came forward with stories of sexual misconduct. During an interview on the French television show, um, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Quotidien, last, December, last October, Deneu said that the proliferation of the hashtag wasn't productive. I don't think it is the best way to move things forward. What will it be next, she asked. This is exclusive and does not solve any problem. There are lots of anonymous denunciations on social networks. Well, now, listeners, my thing is this. 
Now, for all of you who listen to me regularly, heard me talk about this subject on my show that recently aired December 14, 2017, and it was titled The Many Positive Contributions and Aspects That Women Bring to the Table with my guest um, uh, attorney and activist Terry Griffiths. And thanks to all of you who listened to my show about this topic. Also keep in mind that my shows are archived listeners, so you can still listen to the show if you haven't already. Okay. I stated at the time that it is not a good thing that sexual harassment is going on in the movie industry um, to the is going on in the movie industry to the to the uh, workplace, you know, down to regular family households. OK, um, what I was also saying is that it needs to be made sure that the people who are being accused are definitely the perpetrator that is committing this heinous crime. And be sure the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. You don't want to have people going to jail and, um, you know, for no reason. All right. So, you know, it, it, and nevertheless, you know, this negative thing should not continue. And these women who have joined forces against the hashtag Me Too movement, now known as Time's Up movement, you know, well, more power to you if that's what you want to do. But I certainly do not agree with you and neither do I agree with what, you know, was stated in the article in what I just read to you, my listeners. A man does not have the right to touch me or try to steal a kiss, especially when he wasn't given the permission to do so. It is not flattering and neither is it cute. It just isn't right. Actually, it's damn terrible. You know, and I just want to say this too, listeners. This is on the same wavelength of how, you know, the slave owners probably felt as they would creep away from the bedrooms in the dark of night and molest and rape the female slaves whenever they wanted to. Uh, Was that okay? Uh, I think not. Now, let's be clear. There are a lot of women out there. You guys who listen to me know where I'm going. There's a lot of women out there who have jobs that will allow men to do this type of behavior. So go there and leave the women alone who are not of that ilk. And by the way, I'm sure that you all out there heard Oprah Winfrey's speech that she did at the Golden Globe Awards this past Sunday as she accepted the Cecil B. DeMille's Lifetime Achievement Award. It was, in my opinion, fantastic remarkable, motivating, educational, an ear grabber and attention getter. And it was what needed to be said to the listening audience of this great country. Should any of you have missed this award ceremony and did not hear her speech and you would like to hear what she said, you know, you can go online and hear it in its entirety. A change is on the horizon said Oprah Winfrey, and I'm adding that nothing lasts forever but God's love. That's all. Okay, moving on. Okay. David Letterman has a new show coming on Netflix, and it's starting January 12th, and it's called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. I love that. (laughs) And his first guest will be President Barack Obama, you know, saying that this is the, the president's first interview since leaving office. And I'm sure that will be an interesting conversation. So, you know, I just thought that I'd pass that along to you. And, um, you know, so if any of you are interested in um, listening and and um, hearing Dave Letterman, you're still Dave Letterman fan, which I which I was. 
So uh, you have Netflix. And now uh, so I, I say that you should go and um, and listen to it. OK, so now I'm going to bring on my guest. His name is Paris Martin Daniel. He stands about six feet two, very handsome young man. And uh, yes, you can say that I'm being biased, but I'm not. It is just the truth. He uh, is retired out of the uh, Air Force after doing a long uh, stint. I'm very, very proud of him. He retired as Master Sergeant. Uh, very, very smart young man. He was very instrumental in, um, in taking care of a lot of issues there um, um, at the um, Air Force when he was there. He is now... Um, seeking his master's degree, um, opting to be in law enforcement. He is exceptional at commentating on many, many subjects across the board and especially in sports. Good morning, Paris. How are you? And welcome to my show. Good morning, Mom. I, I just want to say I think that is the, the most gracious and maybe slightly biased um, introduction <laughs> I've ever had, but I'm happy to be here. Well, listen, you know, your mom only tells the truth, you know, and uh, it, it, it is it is it is what it is. You know, I'm just I'm just going to say it. So, you know, but uh, thank you very much because it's just the truth. Hey, listen, I want to, um, you know, kick off our conversation about this um, uh, report uh, recently about the Louisiana teacher handcuffed at school board meeting after criticizing superintendents uh, raised. Did you have you heard about this, Paris? Um, no, I have not heard about that. Okay, well, here we go. A teacher was handcuffed at a school board meeting in Louisiana Monday evening, and the altercation was captured on cameras by ABC affiliate KATC. Her name is uh, Deshaya Hargrave. She's an English teacher, Paris, and she um, she's an English uh, language arts teacher at Renee A. Ross Middle School in Kaplan, and she was taken into custody after she was removed from the meeting where she raised issues about Vermilion Parish School System superintendent receiving a new three-year deal, Paris, that includes a raise, KATC reports. Now, there's that's when a deputy marshal employed by the school district, according to KATC, confronted Hargrave. The marshal asked Hargrave to sit down or be removed. Now, now Paris, she left on her own accord, but the dispute between the teacher and the marshal became physical outside the meeting room, the video shows this, you know, I love these videos. Now the teacher is seen on video screaming on the ground because he had, he had pushed her to the ground, Paris. And then she, then he was handcuffing her and then he's telling her, you know, don't resist the rest. She's like, what are you talking about? You pushed me to the ground. What do you mean? You know, resist arrest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. So. <clears throat> Hargreave was arrested by the Abbeville Police Department, but Abbeville City Attorney and Prosecutor Ike Funderburg told KATC he will not be prosecuting Hargrave after watching the video. Now, Paris, all of this came about because the teacher stood up uh, during, you know, the open, I'm going to call it like an open mic session. And uh, she was discussing her concern that the average teacher there makes about forty nine thousand eight hundred and seventy dollars a year. And this 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 superintendent makes a hundred over one hundred and ten thousand. And he wants to give himself a thirty eight thousand dollar raise. So now, don't you think that was some call for concern? Oh, 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 Here, here's the big thing, Paris. None of the teachers had a raise in 10 years. What do you think about that? 
I think that is um, completely unfair and just another example of what happens when certain people are looking out for themselves instead of the betterment of an entire organization because there's Mm -hmm. no way that teachers, um, who we know is one of the most underpaid professions that we have in America, should go 10 years without any type of pay raise. And and then if you just think about normal inflation rates, that is probably two to three percent each year and how things continuously become more expensive, just you know, simple things as far as your groceries and your your automobile insurance, life insurance, um, somehow the mortgage seems to go up each year. Um and, and if you take all those things into factors, somehow these teachers by staying on the job are actually losing money. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that the state of Louisiana needs to look at and correct. And being in a position of leadership um, that the individual was, he he's going to have a hard time trying to justify a pay raise for himself when mm-hmm. his employee has not had one in a decade. I, you know, the the unfortunate thing too, Paris, is that this is not only happening in Louisiana; it's across the board. It's here in Arizona, Illinois, and other states where teachers are having to take monies out of their pocket so that they can wow. give their students. You know, uh, you know, they the students don't even have books and things anymore. You know, when I was in school, when when you and your brother was in school, you know, you guys had books. Okay, and and more often than not, we were able to keep our books, you know, we were we were able to keep our books, you know. So um, because it was all included in in all that you paid for and things like that, you know, but uh, now kids, you know, the teachers are um, are giving them copies of things to read and, you know, study off of that. I mean, that's. That that's just I just think that is just totally, you know, totally ridiculous. And I. You know, this is bad that this happened, but but perhaps this will also bring light to a change that needs to happen across the board. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, I I, I just think I just I just feel bad for, you know, that she was and and one of the board members did comment to Paris that, um, you know, if she was a woman, this, you know, would not be you know, be happening. I I just think is I just think is, you know, terrible. I I just really do. He's making a hundred and ten thousand and and then they're making, you know, forty nine. I mean, come on. Really? All right. And, I mean and, and did you say that the, the, the law enforcement officer did you say um charges will not be pressed against them? Yeah. As as far uh, as you know, they wouldn't be. Uh, they're not going to press any charges against her because she didn't. She didn't do anything wrong. What is this communistic country? You can't stand up right. and voice your opinion. Right. <laughs> I, keep, I keep telling my listeners, Paris, that this country gets more and more communistic, and you guys need to be paying attention to that. Okay. So, all right. So now, Paris. Um, now we're going to get on our subject of change is inevitable or is it really? Now regarding 2017, a year to say the least, uh, and all of its negativity that came with it, like the craziness in Washington, you know, the multiple hurricanes, you know, and that hit Texas and the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico and the sexual harassment and molestation cases, you know, starting with Harvey Weinstein in Hollywood. 
And, you know, it started a cascade of powerful men being called out for molestation and harassment claims, Paris. Now, during Oprah Winfrey's powerful speech at the Golden Globe, she said many poignant things. And one was change is on the horizon. Do you believe this statement to be true? You know, for example, you know, what kinds of changes do you see or what kinds of changes would you like to see now that it's clear women and in some cases, men are not taking this kind of behavior anymore. Um, I think one of the main changes we need to get to is to stop um, just talking about it and being serious and, and making mm-hmm. changes. And just to focus on Hollywood, um, I came across an article yesterday where Mark Wahlberg was paid $1.5 million to reshoot his scenes for his um, latest movie that came out in, in um, on Christmas Day, I believe. Now, mm-hmm. that you would think that's normal. Now, the reason they had to reshoot is because they had to change the scenes because Kevin Spacey was originally in the movie and we, we know everything that's happened with him. So they got everybody together and said, we're going to reshoot. Fine. Mark Wahlberg, who last year um, was the number one box office grocer in, in, in Hollywood, he took the position over from The Rock. Definitely doesn't need the money, but they gave him $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. Female co-star Michelle Williams, do you have any idea what she made? Probably. He got $1.5 million. She probably got, I don't know, something stupid. Uh, I don't know, maybe 30000 30, or something. or I, I don't know, which she is made- low. I don't she made less than a thousand dollars. Okay. So when we so talk my... about when we talk about changes, that's the type of mentality that needs to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he gets one point five million, and she gets right. less less than a thousand. Right. And I, I want to read some um, quotes from. From the director, Ridley Scott. I know you've heard uh-huh. him before. He's done several big time movies. This was an interview, mm-hmm. and this is what he said. Um, this is someone interviewing him, USA Today. Ridley Scott. The whole reshoot, in terms, was expensive, but not as expensive as you think because all of them, everyone did it for nothing. USA Today, really? Ridley Scott replies, No, I wouldn't get paid. I refuse to get paid. USA Today, you didn't pay the actors more to do it? Really, Scott, no, they all came in free. Christopher had to help get paid, but Michelle, no. Me, no. I wouldn't do that. USA to do USA Today, the crew, of course, if they get paid, Scott, of course. Well, so what? when we talk about change, that is the type of mentality that has to change. And what makes this even more interesting is that both of these actors are represented by the same agency. Okay, so, wait a minute. So, so how did that how did that happen, Paris? If you you're th- this agency is supposed to be working for both of you right. equally to make sure that things happen right. Well, you know what? If I were Michelle Williams, then I would fire their ass. That's what I would do. I yeah, I mean, Williams, uh, Wahlberg and Williams are both represented by the Williams Morris Endeavor Agency. Actors pay a team of agents, managers, and lawyers an average of 10% of their salaries to advocate for them. Okay, now, okay, now here's something. So she gets paid less than a thousand, and she's supposed to give 10% of that to to the William Morris? Oh, no. 
Oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. And if Mark Wahlberg, you know, it, you know, if he, you know, had any stand up about him, he would say, you know, he would stand up and say, this is not right. You know, right. we're working on the same movie and I get paid one and a half million. She needs to get paid the same thing. Oh, my exactly. gosh. That's that's see. This is why this is why these women are just not putting up with this this craziness. I mean, that's this. That's that's really bad. That is really bad. A thousand. How do you just how do you go to bed at night? How do you justify that crap? Yeah, I, you know, see, this is why listeners, you know, and I've talked about this before, you know, that um, I had a spiritual mother. Her name is Mama Eleanor. She's no longer with us. And I've told the story before and I'm going to say it again. And she uh, and I had a discussion and she was saying, have you ever researched because you're a researcher, the, uh, the the big amount of sleep aids that have increased? You know, in this country. And I said, no, I went off and I researched and I'm like, oh well, the reason is increased Paris and my listeners, because you do heinous crap like that. How are you going to sleep at night? How do you go, how do you do that to? Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for that, Paris. I'm, I'm that that's that's really interesting. I hope Michelle Williams make a, a big. Has she said anything about it, Paris? No, do you know, I, know. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything uh, about it from her. I was just doing some research for one of my classes, um, a mm-hmm. HR class that I'm taking, and I was looking for something interesting that had to do with HR, and that's when I came mm-hmm. across this article. And mm-hmm. I, had, I haven't heard anything about it. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't listen to a whole a bunch of Hollywood-type news, so maybe they've been talking about it, and I've just missed it, but I, I, I haven't heard it in um, any mainstream news. Wow. That's... See what I'm saying, listeners? You know that is not right. And by the way, Paris, how are you feeling with the the, the flu thing? Are you on the you know the end of it like me, where you you know you get the cough and you're feeling better, but you're still not there after weeks? <laughs> I'm feeling better, but I'm definitely still not there. I still find myself to be um, very sluggish and and, and mm-hmm. tired. It, you know, I'll do a simple chore. Yesterday I went to the gym and I tried to exercise because I haven't been in the gym in over a month and that's not like me. So yesterday I said mm-hmm. I'm going to go and I exercised for a half an hour and immediately had to come home and take a nap. Yeah. I feel like my battery is on about 20% from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed. Yeah. This is craziness that's, that's going on. But, you know, as I said, you know, at the beginning of my program, um, nobody else in your household, thank God, you know, has been affected by it. But, you know, me and Brian, you know, we've been battling this stupid thing for a, yeah, like a month. I'm like, what the hell? And I also am experiencing, and you know the energizing bunny I am, I'm experiencing the same thing with the low energy. I mean, I, I do a couple of things and I'm like, okay, now I need to go sit down. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Urgh. Okay, now. Paris, the presidential election brought about many controversial and tumultuous actions, like the woman took their voices to D.C. after the election and many protests that involved white supremacist groups and their oppositions fighting in the street as they did, you know, 50 years ago, you know. And unfortunately, Paris, in this country, you know, we as people have not advanced much as racism still highly exists. 
big time in this beautiful, great country of ours. What changes do you foresee that can assist the populace to move forward and beyond racism? Because that is a, that needs to change like big time. I, I, you know, when it comes to racism and change, and I think that's something that has to, you know, you have to start holding people uh, accountable. And, and as long as people look the other way and sort of accept it, even people that have that, that open-minded, you know, even people that have an open mind and, and they aren't really truly racist, when they see those certain acts, as long as people continue to sit by the side and just sort of let things go because they don't want to rock the boat, Mm -hmm. Then we won't advance. And what the presidential election led, you know, what happened during our presidential election is it let it let us know that as far as we have come, we still have a long way to go. Well said. What the what the president did was basically ran on a platform of hate, and we Mm -hmm. want things to be the way they were. Now, mm-hmm. he's not a very intelligent man, but he's smart enough to not come out and fully say it. But when you say things like, we're going to take America back, I kept asking people, who mm-hmm. is he and who are you taking it from? So the undertone was there, and it became very, very evident. Mm-hmm. And what that office has done, it's hard when you have the highest office in the land. Mm-hmm. That is obviously divisive and dividing the country. Mm-hmm. Even attacking the football players as far as the, the, the protest for the national anthem. That is very divisive. Mm-hmm. Extremely divisive. It's something that a president should not be doing. Now, politics is politics. You know, you could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, you know, you could be a libertarian, you could, you could be whatever you want to be. But mm-hmm. this is the first time in my lifetime that I've seen a president that is openly divisive, that openly does things, that doesn't bring the country together. It pulls us apart. And quite honestly, it's going to be hard to change long as we have this regime in office. But exactly. I think it's coming. It's coming, but it's going to be hard. To change because every time things sort of get on track and we get even even on the NFL, you know, every time we sort of put this this protest to, to the to the background and we try to move forward and hey, let's just watch the football game, we'll send out a tweet. Mm-hmm. And it sort of starts everything all over again. All over and again. I, and I'm yeah. Thinking, what 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 is the goal of this? You know, why mm-hmm. are you attacking these men when all they're doing is exercising their rights? Now people exactly. say well, I don't want to hear it. You know, uh, they should just stick to playing football. Well, well, that's not true because if they were doing something that you supported, you would be all behind them. Mm-hmm. You would support them. I mean, you know, we, we don't say anything when it's, you know, breast cancer awareness month or anything like that. You don't tell them go sit down the end. Mm-hmm. But now since, you know, since you have a certain amount of gentlemen, black and white, that are taking knees, and in a way standing for things that they believe in and wanting to see changes, now there's a problem. I Mm -hmm. honestly believe that if you have a problem with what those men are doing, you probably more have a problem with what they're standing for than the actual act of what they're doing. Exactly. 
Exactly. You're exactly correct because they want to Donald Trump wants to see, you know, racism and hate and divisiveness. He likes it. He's of that ilk. His parents were, you know, KKK members. And let me remind you again, listeners, he did not win the regular vote and he did not win the popular vote. He got in through the electoral college. And I'm going to keep saying it until everybody gets that. Okay. They were, oh, well, you know, yeah, people went out there and voted for him, but he did not win that way. And so therefore, when you have something uh, from the beginning, Paris, that wasn't right, then that sets the tone. For the entirety of of the thing, the hope is, is that he'll get impeached along with his administration. You know, uh, that that's him, his vice president, all the way down to Ryan. Okay, Mitch McConnell and all of them. They all got their fingers and feet and stuff that they shouldn't have their fingers and feet in. So, you know, I, you know, entered before you and I did see a lot of this, you know, craziness going on as a as a very young child. You know, and it's like, okay, now here we here we are at this, you know, with the same stupid crap. And we know as people of color that when we walk out our door, okay, that it's on, that we have to have our radars and, and things on because we have to deal with it from the Benuto to the Grande every day. And if any person of color is out there saying, oh, no, I don't have to deal with that, then you got blinders on and and you're not you're not being realistic. That's all I have to say. That was very well said, Paris. Okay, now, change is inevitable, you know, in my opinion. And I have stated to my listeners on my previous shows that my father said, you know, when we were coming up to be aware and be on top of things as the world is constantly changing. Do not get left behind, he said, because if you do, it's virtually impossible to catch up because the pace is swift. Do you believe that there is truth? to the statement that your grandfather said? Yes, I do. I do believe the change is inevitable. And in order to keep up, you must change with the times. Um, that's that's one of the reasons why when I retired from the military, I had a couple options. I thought that, okay, I could do what I see a lot of guys doing, which is, you know, you, we retire, we have a certain career field as far as the engine mechanic. And you get a job at the airport or something like that. And, you know, that's sort of what you do because that's sort of what you've done. But I also believe that in order not only to, to, to better educate myself, to better myself and to set an example for my kids, it was important for me to go back to school. Because mm-hmm. the way that the world is changing now, you know, a, a, a bachelor's degree has basically become a high school diploma. Yep. And if you want to make yourself marketable in in this ever-changing job market, you need to have a master's degree. Mhm. And mm-hmm. and that's one of the ways that I saw change coming and I decided, you know, let me get ahead of this now instead of waiting 4 or 5 years from now and putting myself in a workplace and then wondering how come I can't advance and being told oh, well, you know, in order to qualify for these jobs, you need to have this degree. In order to qualify for these jobs, you need to have this degree. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to cut the middleman out, and I'm going to get rid of that ahead of time. So when I do step back in the workplace, I can, I'm already at a competitive advantage as far as advancement. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. You know, well, I, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of you that, you know, you, you're, you're working very diligently in all the other things that you do to get your, you know, to get your master's degree. I, I just love that because, you know, your mom has a couple. I'm even thinking about getting a PhD. I don't know. I'm thinking about it, but, um, it, 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 you know, we have to stay on top of things and a lot of people don't. And, and so you get this, you get this, um, cry of, of people that, um, you know, are saying, well, um, um, you know, I, I can't get a better job because of this, that, but you know that these things are changing and things are, are happening. It's, it's not the same. And, 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 and you know what? And piggyback on, backing onto the conversation that, you know, that we just had, you know, about, uh, uh you know, about change, you know, it's that, um, <clears throat> like, excuse me, like the people, um, like a lot of the people, you know, in the Appalachia, you know, they want to, they want to, to see, um, the coal industry, um, you know, uh, be as prominent as it used to be. And uh, although this country still deals with coal, I did a report on that too. It's ridiculous. Um, but um, they want to see that because Paris in this way, they could just keep doing the same thing over and over again. They don't, they don't have to change. And then when things are changed, you know, it's changed right in front of their eyes and then they can't catch up. Then they want to blame, you know, Things that that don't have anything to do with their failure of keeping their life in the manner in that it should be. You, did, did that make sense? Yes. You know, this is what you know. Um, uh, Trump, you know, was was trumping on. You know, we're going to bring back Colgan. You're talking about bringing back stuff that was from, you know. So what? So how are you going to retrofit the homes and the and the buildings and everything for coal? You know, man, shut up. So anyway. Thanks, Paris, for that comment. But, you know, um, the, my next thing is that I was going to ask you, is it, you know, how do you go about implementing, you know, change, you know, in your life? You know, can you, you know, can you tell uh, a couple of things to my listeners? Because a lot of them are, you know, uh, uh, that are listening to me are thinking, you know, well, I want to implement change. And a lot of people are actually afraid to implement change in their life. So can you tell um, my listeners, uh, you know, a couple of things that you do um, as you implement changes in your life? <laughs> Excuse me. I, I believe in, in, in having goals, and, and that's the most important thing. But not only having goals, having realistic goals. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll hear a lot of people go, hey, you know what? I want to be a millionaire. That's the goal. But realistically, how do you get there? You know, what are the steps to become a millionaire? Maybe it's, okay, I need to get my small business license. Then after that, okay, I need to open up my business. And, and you, just, you just have to have goals, realistic goals that you can attain, and then set a time frame and hold yourself to it. I find that sometimes people don't accomplish goals just because the goals that they set, quite honestly, they can't achieve them, maybe due to... to other things that's going on in life. Mm-hmm. You know, you have other mm-hmm. things in life. You have you you have a, a, a family. You have a certain job. You know, we all make a certain amount of money. So mm-hmm. all those things need to be taken into consideration before you set your goals. And then you, you make a checklist, you make a timeline, and you hold yourself to it. And no matter mm-hmm. what your goals are, as soon as you reach them, 
there's a certain amount of, 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 of accomplishment that you feel and self-satisfaction, and all that's going to do is kickstart you to your next goal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be tremendous, but I, you know, I would tell anyone, just set your goals for you, not for anyone else, for you. They might see minor into another person. You know, they might go, oh, that's all they want to do? No, it's your goal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you make change. So set whatever whatever minor goals you have, you know, no matter what it is, you set that goal and you sit down and you think of a realistic plan, how can I attain this goal? What steps do I need to have? You know, if you're married, make sure your your your, your spouse is on board with it because that mm-hmm. plays an important role also. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be mm-hmm. pulling one way and she's pulling another way or, you know, she's pulling this way and you're pulling that way, then it, it, and then it doesn't work. So you guys got to be sort of connected in that way and make sure that, you know, she's going to be able to support you while you're trying to um, embark on this endeavor. Mm-hmm. If you take those steps, then you can accomplish anything that you want to. Absolutely. Very well said, my listeners. Did you guys hear that? That was very good. Thank you very much, Paris. And, you know, I came across, <clears throat> excuse me, an article from Pratishka Mishra from www.quora.com. And I love the, this, this saying that not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is actually faced. Okay. And that change is inevitable, as we all know, he says. Yes, I believe sometimes change in life is really important. Things change. Even people change. Things in life are going to change. It's not about the changes. It's about how we react to these changes. We should accept these changes and understand things change for a reason. And usually it is for the better. Don't be afraid of change, listeners. Always remember, God will never take anything away from you without the intention of replacing it with something much better. And I think, Paris and my listeners, that a reason that a lot of people are afraid to, you know, to, to take that leap and the net will follow, um, which is another great saying by John Burroughs. I have it here in my office on a big rock, um, is because they are afraid. You know, they're already afraid of, oh, my God, suppose I fail. You know, suppose right. I don't have this. Oh, my God, suppose you know, my, my, my job, you know, I lose my job. Suppose, you know, when, when you're going out there, guys, you don't put all of that in front of you because as I've said before, so as you think it, so as it will be. Okay. And if you want to keep getting what you're getting, keep doing what you're doing. Okay. If you're sick and tired of, of, um, uh, not um, having enough money for your life and such things like that. And here's the other thing too, Paris. A lot of people they they get jobs, and I and I tell people, uh, my listeners, the things you know, and people I converse with, that do you ask them, um, uh, you know, you ask them, okay, what kind of benefits you know the company have, besides what kind of you know, um, like the health insurance and things like that, Paris. People very rarely ask about tuition reimbursement benefits. They would be so surprised, okay, to find out a lot of these companies pay 80, 90, and 100% tuition reimbursement. Case in point, if you're working at Starbucks, you could take your ass to ASU. 
100%, they will pay for it. So what's the, what's the excuse? And also when you're going through these changes, it's not going to happen overnight. I totally agree with what Paris said. Have yourself a plan. And the, and the other thing I want to say that plans are subject to be augmented. Something, you know, may, may tweak or happen and you may augment it. But nevertheless, you're still going for that goal. You're still going for that goal. So when you get these jobs and if you have a job and you never inquired, okay, we're starting a new year. 2018 is going to be, listen, in my opinion, Paris, 2017 was like uh, really off the chain. I, 20, 2017 happened because things of 2018 from, for me, from my, you know, spiritual point of view happened because 2018 is going to be more off the chain, but in a more positive manner. That's, that's how I see it. But anyway, back to what I was saying, you know, that, that change is inevitable. I liked what, uh, this, this, um, Mr. Mishra, M-I-S-H-R-A said in his article, um, that was on www.cura.com. So you guys can go there and pull it up and, and read about it, um, you know, in, in this, you know, in this entirety. Now, Paris, the statement goes, like I've said before, if you want to keep getting what you're getting, keep doing what you're doing. And um, what gets me is that people can clearly see changes are needed in their lives, Paris. And it takes a lot of work in some cases to get a, a clear path, you know. So but but some people are just stubborn and, you know, therefore they're, you know, I say that they are comfortable in their soup, although they complain about their lives constantly and they do not right. want to put in an effort, the time, the dedication, Paris, to change it. I have come in contact with people like this, and I know that you have, too, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners um, have done the same thing. So when you run into an individual, Paris, and you're all about change and augmenting upward, you know, for the future, and you run into these people, you know, what is it that, that you tell them, you know, so that, listen, you know, change is inevitable and you need to get on the wagon? What is it that, that you say to them that to try to push them in the right direction? Well, you, whenever I'm in an, one of those type situations, I have to try to figure out what, why is it that person is even contemplating changing? You know, mm-hmm. what, what is their reason for, for contemplating changing? Is it because they want a, a, a you know, a, a new vehicle or a, a better home? Most of the time, it's, most of the time it's family oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to be able to do this for my kids. You know, we need to move out of this neighborhood. You know, I want to be able to do this. I need to be able to set aside money for college. And those are the mm-hmm. things that you have to reinforce to a person exactly why they're doing this. You know, that's mm-hmm. the times where you go, hey, just think now in two years before your son hits high school, you want to be able to get him out of this neighborhood. And this is the only way that you're going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people need that positive reinforcement to why am I even doing this? Because sometimes it's not just about you. It's for other people. Mm-hmm. It's not just for your, your self-satisfaction. It's, it's for other people that's going to reap the benefits of you changing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Paris, a lot of people just don't see that, you know, and I think and I think um, 
um, it's because, you know, there, there is a lot of work to it. There, there's a lot of work right. to it. And they know parents that if they stay in that situation, that it's not going to get any better and they can possibly lose their job or this and that instead of, you know, as I said, going, uh, going to school and, um, you know, going to school, you know, your, your company is paying for it and, and, or most of it or, or whatever. And, you know, that's a benefit right there. You know, you got people that's been on jobs for 10 and 15 years and never really exercise any, any of the benefits, the long lasting benefits that companies offer. I, you know, I'm just, for, for me, you know, cause I'm very go out there and get it, you know? So I, 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 you know, I, I, I just, I just don't get that. Now I would like to uh, uh, stay because I'm running out of time here. I think I have maybe about five minutes, but I just want to say a, a few things, um, Paris, uh, that of the benefits of change, you know, and it says that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, this is from uh, also www.cura.com. And it also says that change is a constant in life, whether you want it or not. Boom. Okay. Here, have you ever noticed Paris that if, if you get a lot of people that are procrastinators, okay. And it's like, okay, I'm going to get another job. I'm going to get another job. And then the next thing you know, Paris, they're called into the office and they're laid off. Right. I, for me, from, for me, Paris, that's the, that, you know, from a spiritual point of view, that's God saying, okay, I, I thumped you on your head. Now I'm going to knock you on your butt. And then in a lot of instances, people say, I'm taking that as a message that I need to go and do what it is that I'm supposed to go and do. And, and, and in a lot of cases, they do. They get up, they stand up erect, they're strong, they're solid, you know, and they go out and they do what it is that you know, they do, you know, and the article says, says, says that yet some people find it terrifying to deal with change. We, you know, we talked about that. New experiences are necessary for growth and new knowledge, which could turn out to be invaluable. I mean, you know, you learn in different things. It's awesome, listeners. Knowing when to try something different can make a world of difference as to whether, you know, as, as to whether or not that it's, you know, it's good for you. Change is not essential. Change itself is life. Change brings thrill to life. You know, just like you were saying, you know, I want to do this and move my family to a better neighborhood and this. And then you guys get in that better neighborhood. And it's like, oh, it's fabulous. You know, being reluctant, being reluctant towards change could turn out your biggest regret in life. Okay. Uh, change. Um, is not essential. Change is very next to life. And it also says it is a life living one year and repeating, you know, it 80 times, you know, because if you don't learn the lesson and I've talked to my listeners about this and I've talked to you and your brother about it, if you don't learn the lesson, you're going to see it over and over and over again. It's, it's just gonna, it's just gonna keep, um, you know, coming to you until you, until you get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, now Paris, um, I have been boasting about um, how good you are with with the sports and things, and we're coming upon the Super Bowl, correct? Well, we have three more weeks into the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And who are you leaning towards? Right now, I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh and Minnesota Vikings. The Super Bowl is in Minnesota. And if the Vikings were to make it, I believe this would be the first time that a 
a a, a um, the Super Bowl was played and a host team actually made it. Um, they have mm-hmm. a game against New Orleans this weekend, which would be very tough with Drew Brees coming in, passed for 375 yards last week in a home win against Carolina. But Minnesota has a top five defense. And even though they have a journeyman quarterback by the name of Case Keenum, I think they'll be able to get it done because of their defense and their running game. And the other game in the NFC, you have Atlanta against Philadelphia. I really don't have confidence in Philadelphia's quarterback, Nick Foles, ever since mm-hmm. um, Carson Wentz, who was an MVP uh, caliber quarterback, was hurt. So I think Atlanta wins that one. I um, mean, in the wow. NFC, you have New England against Tennessee. New England should beat Tennessee. That that won't even be a big contest. So you also Pittsburgh against Jacksonville. Last time Jacksonville played at Pittsburgh, they intercepted Ben Roethlisberger five times. He contemplated retirement. But this is a different day. And I think the Steelers are going to be primed, ready, and they want to play Jacksonville again because there's nothing better than revenge. And they'll get it this time. <laughs> they'll, they'll, you think they'll they'll get it? You know, I'm I'm kind of, I, you know, see, listeners, I rely on um, – my son, I just want to tell you a real quick story. When I was um, uh, working um, in, in in Chicago there, and uh, they used to have this uh, grid, and uh, the, you you always pick different teams and things. Well, at, at first I was never interested in it until I found out that oh my God, you know they can you know you can actually win you know a a, a decent amount of money if you if you win. And uh, so I said, you know, well, you know, I'm going to ask my son to fill out this this um, grid thing. And uh, and and um, he at this time was I want to say maybe about 12, 13 years of age. And then I said uh, I brought it home and I said, you know, I need you to fill this uh, grid grid out. <laughs> and, um, you know, and so that let, let's see if, you know, we'll win anything. So, you know, he filled it out, you know, and he goes, here, here you go. And in, in a short amount of time. So I took it in, you know, and I put, put my grid thing in the, in the, um, um, you know, gave it to the person that was collecting them. And so I went away, you know, that, that weekend, you know, I come back in Monday and everybody is looking at me like I'm, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm like, okay, is something going on? You don't even know you won, you, you won the, you know, you won the pool. You won. I'm like, oh my god. So, um, from 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 then on, <laughs> from then on, whenever it is something that I want to know about sports and <laughs> things like that, I'm like, I, you know, they'll they'll say to me, well, Teresa, you know, do you look at sports? Yes, I do. Well, who are you pulling for? I said, I don't know. I have to ask my son. <laughs> I have no idea how to ask him. Oh my god. Well, Paris, thank you so much for being on my show. You know, I have to have you on again. And uh, so we could talk about another very interesting topic. I um I'm I'm you know hope and pray that you you know continue to be on the on the men as I'm saying it for myself and everybody else out there that's dealing with this stupid flu. And uh, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to me. And I want to leave you with just a little um just a little uh um uh, you know statement about change it was written by Mia Wright with Danielle Hester for loop21.com and it says when is the last time you changed yourself take a risk or even deviated from your normal routine if you've been com- complacent with happenings around you maybe it's time for a change thank you once again I want you to be kind to yourself because it starts with us because you can't give somebody something you ain't got and then be kind to others. 
This is Tracy E. Keeves. I will be seeing you in two weeks. Have a great day. Be safe and stay healthy. Take care.